Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hayes' Higher Learning. My name is Ashley Hayes, and this week I am so excited. We have a special guest in the house, my homie, my partner in crime, my partner in healing and doing this amazing work, Miss Pam Iverson. Pam, welcome to Hayes' Higher Learning. Thank you, your partner in life. Yes, yes, yes this ma'am. is my life partner, man. Yes. Listen, I was under this heated blanket Pam gave me last <laughs> night. It's that thing I didn't know I needed until I got it, and now I can't part ways with it. <laughs> it is yes. a life changer. So today I brought Pam to talk about, um, to talk about, we're going to call this episode, He's Just Not That Into You, a conversation on ambivalence, boundaries, and self-respect in dating. So yes, Pam, ma'am. yes, to catch you up, um, we have been doing some really interesting work with Emotional intelligence, understanding our emotions and boundaries and understanding boundaries and their role in relationships and ultimately learning how to use our energy wisely with communicating with people. But I brought you in because I wanted to talk about the period of time that I think we've all had in our 20s, 30s. Some people are still in it. Yes, some people never get out of it. Listen, wasting energy to try to be liked, wasting energy and being inauthentic and interactions. And you have some very interesting philosophies (laughs) (laughs) that have really changed me. So before we get into that, talk to me a little bit about where you're from, your background. You're not from Atlanta, right? No, I'm from Arkansas. Um, My family goes back several generations in Arkansas. Okay. I'm from a very small town called Magnolia, like 11,000 people. It's a college town. And that's actually um, the college I attended, Southern Arkansas University. Um, and all three of my sisters attended that college, graduated. My One of my sisters has her master's there. My mom has worked there for like 30 years. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. y'all kind of built family around this university. Very much so, yeah. And so how'd you get to Georgia? Um, When I moved to Atlanta, I was married and had two kids. Um, And we were just, you know, coming from a small town. He's from the same hometown I'm from. We just wanted, you know, kind of more opportunities just to kind of open our, um, you know, opportunities, expand our opportunities. And so um, I had a family member here that uh, said, you know, if you want to move to Atlanta, I've got space for you to stay to kind of get started. And that's how we ended up here. Wow. I mean, really basically that simple 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I'm so glad the wind blew you in. Me too. (laughs) Me too. So um, you run a nonprofit called Girls Growing. Yes. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? How'd you start it? What's it Yes. So um, several years ago, uh, it's been about four years now. Um, I kind of had the idea that I would like to um, create a network of women of color who could um, kind of hide mine and collaboratively and cooperatively um, support each other in just various areas of growth. Um, and I started that um, that group as a Facebook group, that community as a Facebook group. Um, I called it Girls Growing, and um, I last year incorporated it as um, a nonprofit earlier this year, actually. And um, yeah, so um, it's it's just a community of um, 
non-men of color who, you know, support each other. Um, I've kept it pretty intimate um, up until now. Most most people in the in the community, you know, know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I definitely have plans going forward to expand it as a community and as a movement. Yeah, and I'm with it. And when I tell you, I'm with that. <laughs> I'm with that movement. Because it really has been life-changing for me. Because I'm 30, and um, me and you has been um, really integral to my life and my journey. Like, I feel like you've been like a sensei to me. And so your work um, has really framed the way I show up in life and love. And so I'm grateful for that. So I want to bring that to my audience a little bit to talk about that. And so what I want to zoom in on is you have this philosophy where you say, I will match a man's energy, but I will not exceed it. Right. What brought you to that boundary? Because this is like (laughs) mind-blowing to me. Well, I think that like most women, um, possibly like most people, you know, I've dated, I've had different relationships, um, and I really got to a space in life as I was getting older where I felt, you know, kind of depleted, exhausted, tired out by dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I did some self-reflection. You know, a lot of people have, like, really negative view of dating overall. You know, dating sucks. Dating mm-hmm. is trash. Um, and I really think a lot of that comes to how we date. Yeah. Not who is out there in the pool, but how we engage them. Yeah. You know, and so I started kind of looking at myself like, you know, what am I doing? What could I do differently to change this experience for me? Because we only change ourselves. Yeah. Um, yes. And so, you know, one of the primary things I, I kind of zeroed in on is, you know, I'm doing too much for people who aren't doing as much for me, mm-hmm. you know. And so I just decided to make a shift, you know, in my own philosophy and my own way of doing things to make dating work better for me. You know, and that is, yeah, I will match your energy. I'm not going to exceed it because that doesn't benefit me. Yeah. And what that does is, you know, it in the end leaves me tired, resentful. leaves me resentful, leaves me exhausted. You know, at its best, a relationship should energize both people involved. You know, a good relationship is an exchange of energy. And as equal as we can make that exchange, that's the healthier the relationship is. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say to people who are like, but what if I need to get his attention? Or what if I'm in competition with other girls? Um, We don't need to get his attention. <laughs> and we're not in competition with other girls. You know, if if a man is interested in you, um, you don't need to get his attention. You know, there is no competition. And I really don't, I don't believe fundamentally that we need to earn our way way to worthiness. Mm, and I yeah. think that, you know, that kind of thinking is almost always rooted in deeper insecurities and self-esteem issues. If you understand fundamentally that I'm worth it, um, you don't feel the need to act your way to someone else thinking you're worth it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Pam. <laughs> 
Y'all getting a million dollars worth of game for nada. For nada. But you can support Pam and we'll tell you about that later. So, do you ever text first, Pam? Do you ever shoot your shot? What do you think about Because there's an app called Bumble that I resent, right? Because I'm kind of old school. And with Bumble, the way it works, if you haven't heard of it, like you can match, but the woman has to make the first contact. And they have the app to where like, if you send just like a wavy hand or a smiley face, they don't want you to send that message. Mm-hmm. They want you to actually initiate contact. And it just goes against every bone in my body. <laughs> Listen, you know, the I kind of, I understand the need for these type of spaces and, you know, like this kind of requirement and way of moving and interacting. That is, you know, it's not rooted in we just need women to do more. It's rooted in sometimes the way men engage is not experienced positively by women. Mm -hmm. You know, so like I'm I'm aware of that. I am not a big shot shooter. You know, that's just not my personality. Um, But I I advocate women shooting their shots. If you see something you like, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying that you like it and reaching out. Um, Would I text first? Um, Yes, I can text first. Um, I just don't go too far in my pursuit of someone, you know, unless it's equally reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Keeping boundaries around that energy, right. y'all. It's, the, it's one of the most prized resources that we have. It is. is. our energy. It is, it is so valuable. So how many texts should you send before you accept that you have been ghosted? Or how many days should you wait? Well, um, I won't say how many you should send um, or how many days you should wait. I will say that for me, I will not send more than two texts that and not receive a response. Mm -hmm. So if I text you once um, and you don't respond in a reasonable amount of time, um, depending on the relationship and the history and the history, I may follow up. Um, and then that's going to be that for me. Because the people get the text, yeah, you know, right. like, you know, it, it's not like they don't get it. And, and for me, um, you know, I think that honoring what a person wants for themselves is a virtue. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not about trying to make someone want something that is not what they want. Um, so, yeah, I'm not... If if you choose to change your mind about me, if you choose to disengage, if you have, you know, something else coming up that's more interesting, you know, it is not, you know, my responsibility at that point to try to show you that you're wrong or, you know, move you in a different direction. Mm-hmm. No, it's just for me to divest and move on. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I think um, people got to learn to just be, right? Just be at peace with that and accept the fact. I love that you said that. Accept the fact that there could be something more interesting or they could just be not interested. They could be, you know, watching TV or twiddling their thumbs, whatever the case may be. You are not a priority and it doesn't have to take you months to realize that. And it shouldn't. I mean, you know, I think one thing... 
Um, I am now in the early years of my 40s. Um, one thing that getting older does is really causes you to be mindful about how you spend your energy, mm-hmm. um, how you spend your time, um, how you invest and where. And so, you know, maturity is accepting, you know, not everywhere is going to be a good deposit of my energy. You know, not everything is going to be a good use of my time. Um, you know, not everything is a logical and reasonable investment. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. I love that. I love that. So some folks, and I mean, including myself, I grew up understanding that when you love somebody, when you like somebody, you should prioritize their needs over your own. And especially women and especially parents have learned to prioritize everybody else over ourselves. What would you say to introduce somebody to the idea that it's okay to put yourself first and you might even need to do it? Well, I would say, first of all, you know, I wouldn't even say parents prioritize everyone above themselves. I would say mothers do. Mm. You know, I would say that it has become, you know, an expectation for women to put ourselves last, you know. Um, And what I would ask, what I ask myself, what I ask other women um, who approach me, you know, with the issue of, you know, how am I going to do this? Where, you know, I'm so tired. You know, where am I going to get this from is who is putting you first? Who is putting you first? Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, nobody If you else. don't, no one will. And guess what? No one should. Yeah. You know, you are the person to put yourself first. If you don't put yourself first, you will never be put first. Um, you know, everyone is given a life, mm-hmm. one life. I wasn't given my life so I could handle yours. Ooh. Ooh. You know, so if I don't handle mine, if I don't invest in myself, if I don't, if I'm not mindful of my energy, if I don't make me a priority, I'm misusing my life. Yeah. Ooh. And I want y'all to get that. That's why I brought Pam in here to say it. Because I know it's one thing to hear it from me because y'all hear me every week. But to hear somebody say, to give you permission to prioritize yourself first and to coach you into this. You have to. You know, it's not, you don't need permission. It's your responsibility. Yeah. You are responsible for your life. No one else is, is is responsible for your life. And no one else is going to take that responsibility if you are a woman, particularly if you are a Black woman. Mm. You know, we will take responsibility for our kids' lives. We will take responsibility for our parents' lives. We will take responsibility for our siblings, our partners. Who takes responsibility for us? Mm. You know, and I really believe that it's impossible to self-actualize if you don't prioritize yourself. You cannot do it. Mm. So, you know, for you to dedicate your whole life to other people who have their own lives that they're going to focus on, you know, is really you not using your life well. 
Mm-hmm. Fill your cup first. Fill your cup first. Fill other people from the overflow. Your responsibility is your cup. Your responsibility is not your child's cup. It's not your partner's cup. It's not anyone else's cup but yours. But if you fill your own cup properly and everyone else fills their own cup properly, then the overflow is enough. Yeah, yeah. Because then we show up from a place of wholeness and completeness and not from a place of need. Of lack and and resentment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And resentment, I think, has just shown up in so much with this expectation of how people should engage and what people should do. Um, So I appreciate that we are actively working um, to heal that. And so I'd ask you, Pam, what behavior should people look for to gauge whether somebody is truly interested and even ready for the commitment it takes to date somebody? I would say listen to what people say, believe what people do repeatedly over time. Um people's actions, people can say anything. Yeah. And they might even mean it. Mm-hmm. But people's actions, you know, over time don't lie. They don't lie. You know, I would say don't invest too much emotionally in a title, you know, because one person might say partner, another person might say partner and mean something totally different. Mm. You know, Get explanations, ask questions. You know, one of my favorite things, you know, if someone says, you know, I want you to be this or I want to be this, okay, what does that mean for yep. me? What does that mean? You know, what how do does, yeah, yeah, what what changes can I expect? What, you know, what do I get from this? Mm-hmm. You know, because otherwise we're just talking. Um, I would say also people generally do the best they can, I believe. Um, People have the right to change their mind. Mm -hmm. You know, know when to let go. Hold on to people that hold on to you. hold on to you. Only hold on to people that hold on to you. When you're in relationships and you know, if I stop calling this person, we're not going to talk. You already lost. Right. You already lost. Let it go. If someone cares enough to tell you, you know, I'm not sure, I don't want it, let them go. I mean, there's nowhere to go from that. Right. When you get to the point where you feel like you're having to prove to someone that you're worth them wanting to be with you, you already lost. You already lost. There's nothing to hold on to. Let let them go. Um, your your time is the most is your most valuable asset. Yeah. You know, there's there's gonna come a day, you know, say you're in your 20s, your 30s, um, you don't always realize how short life is. You know, there's likely going to come a day when you're older, you know, that you'll really realize that year or that two years that I spent in a relationship with someone who wasn't in a relationship with me, 
you know, I, it wasn't worth it. Can't get that back. You can't get it back. You know, and cling to people who cling to you. Anyone who doesn't cling to you, let them go. And let them go as quickly as possible. Let them go immediately and move on. Yep. Because, you know, time you can't get back. Time you can't get back. Um, some things just aren't meant to be. Somebody doesn't want you or they don't want it or they're not ready. That's just a reality. Yeah. You know, just just accept it. It You know, it hurts. Sometimes it's hard. But the only alternative is wasting time and emotional energy. Yep. And those things are too valuable to waste. Yep. I agree. I agree. I actually was on Twitter and the homies Lyric um, and Gabby, they were saying, sweat me, sweat me or move on. Right. <laughs> right. <you're> because not- <laughs> honestly, you know, if someone is interested in you, you know it. You know, there's not, I I don't deal with ambivalence. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to romantic relationships, I don't deal with, I don't know, let me see. Um, let's see, you know, because, you know, either you want me and you can, or you don't, and you can't. Mm-hmm. It's that, it, you know, it's not, it's not complicated. Yep. It's not. It really is not. Either you have the capacity or right? you don't have it. Either it's a priority or it's not. Either you want it or you don't. Yes. And I like the idea of sweat me. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But then when you get somebody who's who like, does sweat you, who does sweat then you, you know who the difference. You, and then right. I'm sweating you back. I'm right. like, hey, you know, what's up? Here go all this vulnerability. What's up? Let's right. Go. Let's right. Have that. And, and it, someone who wants you will do that. Yeah. Yeah, because they see your value. Yeah. Ooh. And worth. And when you understand your worth for yourself, you're not out here hustling, doing stuff to try to get people to like you, doing stuff to try to keep you people never on will. your line. You yes. Because ne- you know you don't have to. It's draining. It's yes. draining. And, and, you, and it's, it's impossible. Yes. For someone who doesn't see it or who doesn't have it, there's no amount of work you can do to make yourself valid to them Oof. or to equip them you know, for the work of a relationship, if they don't want it, that's self-work. Yeah. You know, b- being uh, equipped for a relationship is self-work. A relationship is self-work. So that's that's never something you can do for another person. Yeah. You know, either they have it and they want to do it or they just don't have it. Mm-hmm. And, and you just have to move on. Like, that's the only choice. Yep. Move on. Move on and know what's... Your work to do. That's a good point, though, because a and lot of do us, the work, like you say, do, do the, the work that is yours, yours to, do. to do, and don't do anybody else's. And putting filling in blanks, assuming it's somebody else's work. And don't. when someone wants you, you won't have to fill. There will be no blanks. <laughs> there that will be part, none. Put that on a blimp. <laughs> <laughs> put that on a sign. Put that on a spot. Yes, like I've never. Um, from the day I met my my current partner, I've never had to ask him where he stands, where we stand, where we're going, because it's evident by the actions. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't. There are no blanks. There are no that. questions to ask. You know, you people believe people's actions over time. Yeah. Not just the one action, not just the over one time, time you did that one thing. Yes. But patterns. Right. Really Beca- patterns because 
you know, things are always great in the beginning. You know, always. Of course, honeymoon um, phase. Yeah. Always give yourself time and allow people their seasons to get to know them and see, um, you know, how they are in different weather and, and if their actions line up with what they say over time. You know, if you see someone who um, is inconsistent with their communication, you know, if you know, if I don't call this person, you know, we're not going to talk, you're not in a relationship. You're not. Move on and let it go. Because there are billions of people in the world. There's never one chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so important, though, to understand that the universe is abundant. Abundant. When you are full, when you show up, when you do yes. your work that is yours to do, when you boundary that energy, I'm telling you, it's not It's not something I believe. It's not a religion. It's, it's not made up. I it's know. the science of it the universe. Is. It's the way that it works. So please, y'all, boundary your relationships. Boundary your energy. You're giving. Show up for people who show up for you. Yes. Allow people to show up for you. Because if you don't, if you pour out over time to people who never invest in you, when you do encounter that person who would reciprocate your energy, you don't even have any you're to so give to empty. make it worth it. You're so you're empty. empty. Yep. You're cheating yourself. Whew. Yes, yes. Tell the people that. So one more thing. So for people who have difficulty changing boundaries when they have set a precedent, like so for my folks who already gave too much, what language would you give them to empower their interactions and to start really implementing healthy boundaries? I would just say that life is motion and change is constant. Mm -hmm. You know, the same way, you know, the house you grew up in is likely not the house you live in now you know, boundaries change. Boundaries change based on relationships. Boundaries change based on changes in relationships. Based on knowledge. Based on knowledge, based on growth, based on needs. Yeah. You know, I'm not obligated to engage you forever within the boundaries that I set when we meet because... I'm going to change, you're going to change, and our relationship is going to change. You know, I think a healthy relationship, you know, asks questions, it grows, it renegotiates boundaries. Yes, 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 yes. So you can say, hey, I know things have been this way, but yes, I've but based this. on this, yeah, based on this, based on this, this is what I need now. Yeah, this is what I need to change. And remember, boundaries are what's okay, what's not okay. Right. You can say that was okay before, but I need this to not be yes, okay. Yes, this maybe is not okay while, for me now. Yeah. Maybe for a while, maybe forever. Remember, um, if you go back to emotional safety, we talk about hard boundaries and soft boundaries. But you, you have the power to change that and to say, you know what? I need to not go out this week the way I would. I need to not show up for you the way I normally would. I need to prioritize myself. And I'm telling you, anybody who's mad about that angel team boundaries are yours and i think that's something you know we really need to internalize and understand you know my boundaries don't belong to my relationship they don't belong to my partner they don't belong to my friends they don't belong to anyone in my life except me you know so i have the ability and responsibility to change my boundaries as needed to 
protect my own emotional safety as I engage in, in various relationships. Yep. It's okay. It's fine. It's your responsibility. Thank you, Pam. Thank You're you. Welcome. This is, man, everything that I needed to hear. And, um, y'all, I'm going to have Pam back more because she does such, such um, imperative work for um, non-men of color and for women and non-binary identifying folks. And I just honor the work you do. I'm grateful to know you and call you friend. Um, if you dig we are doing, if you dig what we are doing here at Hayes' Higher Learning, you can let us know through your support. By supporting Hayes' Higher Learning, you make it so that me and people like Pam can dedicate our time to this work and practice social justice. We do that by giving people the tools and resources that they need to become better versions of themselves. And you can hear more about that and support options at www.ashleyhayes.com slash Hayes' Higher Learning. Yes. I will also post Pam's social media and ways that you can support her and girls growing on their nonprofit journey. The song of this week is Bag Lady by Erica Badu. Thank you so much. Perfect. I think so too. For <laughs> tuning in to Hayes' Higher Learning and remember together we are learning better, doing better, and being better. Y'all have a wonderful week. Bye.